that's the sound of the horn. Welcome to the new season of Clipcast. That's right, a brand new Clipcast season, season nine of the longest running Clippers podcast in the history of time. Hi, I'm your host, Chris Kawild, still with Clipcast. Unfortunately, we had to fire our our podcast coach, Doc Rivers. But with <laughs> us, as always, is the great Burbank Hank from his home studios in Burbank. Ladies and gentlemen, Burbank Hank, everyone. Uh, Clippers fans, sorry we didn't come in and do an end-of-season podcast, but the truth is... Neither one of us was in a place to talk about the way things ended. I don't. I wasn't. We Chris, were made you? <laughs> a pact to oh only clipcast after W's, Ugh. and I think here we are. I thought we were going to have to wait until the Clippers franchise season fifty-one begins before we get our first W. But personally, I think Clipper Nation, congratulations! That's a win when you're talking about bringing in head coach either Ty Lue, Sam Cassell. Or any of those rumor mill coaches, I think it's a W to finally, with all due respect to the great Doc Rivers, who is a wonderful social warrior, wonderful social justice leader, wonderful motivator, maybe not the best X's and O's basketball coach based on his past. Let's just take his seven seasons with the Clippers, where we were a wonderful regular season team who made it as high up as the two seed but never made it in the postseason. Vinny Del Negro gave us that December to remember when we were the number one seed uh, in the NBA in December, and it didn't really matter because we fell by the time the playoffs started, but it doesn't matter whether or not you're a good regular season team. We've certainly found out in this bubble. It really matters if you're a great postseason team, which it turns out the Bucks aren't and the Clippers aren't. Either. So <laughs> I wanted there I wanted there to be a different answer there. Doesn't it seem bananas that it's only seven years that we had Doc Rivers? If you had not checked, would you're much better at, at at years and like dates and all of that than I am. But when I read today that it was seven years, I if you'd asked me, I would have said it was ten years. It feels like we've had Doc Rivers for a long time. Oh my god, time, it feels like twenty five years. He, it he feels went like a long time. It's not just owners. me, right? He went through two owners. He went through arguably, you know, two groups of megawatt superstars. He obviously led us, sadly, nowhere with Blake Griffin and Chris Paul. He made a star out of DeAndre Jordan. That was completely Doc Rivers' doing, 100%. Literally made DeAndre Jordan the best center for one season in the NBA and a gold medalist. That's all Doc. Doc can take Say, Explain that. that. Explain that, because you've said that to me before, and when you explained it to me, I found it very enlightening, and I don't think you've talked about it this season on the cast. Talk about how he turned DeAndre Jordan into a star. Do it. Vinny Del Negro did not believe in DeAndre Jordan. Vinny Del Negro finished games with Lamar Odom, much like Doc Rivers finishes games with Montrez Harrell over Evicha Zubats. Does that make sense? Yes. So when Vinny was coach, Vinny Vidivici, Vinny Del Negligent, we <laughs> went to the playoffs twice, okay? We got swept in round two by Kawhi Leonard's San Antonio Spurs. And then in round one, we lost in seven to the Memphis Grizzlies. Excuse me, lost in six to the Memphis Grizzlies. So in that time, especially that last season of Vinny, DeAndre Jordan would start, much like Avicii Zubats, and then Lamar Odom would come in and finish. Now, VDN, Vinny Del Negligent, his last 10 games as coach, this is neither hither nor thither, he was two and eight in the playoffs, so he had to go, okay? But when Doc Rivers comes in, I was at that press conference. It was the first year I had media credentials, okay? That's why I really remember 
the numbers specifically because my first season of Clipcast, we didn't have media passes. And then my second season of Clipcast, we got the media passes, which was Doc Rivers' first Clippers head coach and general manager because he got both jobs because Donald Sterling's cheap as hell. But the first thing he did on that media day was talk about the big three. The first name he mentioned was DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan was not a superstar at that point. He wasn't. It was Chris Paul and Blake Griffin's team. It was not a big three. Vinny did not refer to them as a big three. Vinny finished games with Lamar Odom, not DeAndre Jordan. Doc Rivers made DeAndre a star. Doc Rivers, Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, we all remember, led the charge down to Texas to DeAndre's mother's house with the chicken nuggets and don't sign with the Mavericks. But Doc Rivers molded DeAndre Jordan Picked by Dunleavy, a.k.a. Dun Genius. I was saying, hire Dunleavy. Dunleavy picked DeAndre Jordan because he believed in him. He was a great center with unlimited potential, but he couldn't hit his free throws. He was a liability in the fourth quarter, so said VDN. And Doc Rivers came in and made him a star. Build it, built up his confidence. Great motivator, Doc Rivers. Made this guy a star. And I think, obviously, he made Montrezl Harrell a star. One could argue, certainly for, I mean, Montrezl Harrell, he definitely made a star. That's your sixth man of the year. And it's a very similar situation. So, if, although Doc you wouldn't know it, you motivator. wouldn't know it in the postseason, though, would you? <laughs> oh, Montrez. Oh, Montrez. Oh, Montrez. I, and I think Montrez, by the way, is the next to go. And I hope we can do some sort of sign and trade personally. But that's, that's, now, we're now here you to don't... talk about Doc Rivers. Let's talk about Doc Rivers. I, I, you don't feel as though, like, <sighs> We had a lot of great parts, but we didn't get a full season with these guys. Nobody was healthy. We played like 30 games together, fully healthy. We come into the bubble. We lose Montrez, Pat Beverly, and Lou Williams all to grieving and bereavement and being with sick relatives and dying relatives and strip club chicken wings. Uh, we, mm, delicious. And, and, and so we never really had this full squad and weren't really ready for it in a very emotionally charged and nuts environment. And it feels to me... Look, uh, I'm gonna. I will make a. Con- I will make a concession here that at the end, Doc didn't do anything, and I did really nothing. had to censor my. I really censored myself from a lot of swears just now, just to save you editing. He did nothing. We did. Lit- we followed literally the same script three times in a row for three straight losses. There's not a. There's not a single thing that he did different. But nothing. don't you feel as though there were a lot of extenuating circumstances, and this is the guy who carried us through two owners. Uh, no. One owner into another owner through all this upheaval. I mean, we had a lot of great pieces, but they didn't get a chance to become a team with each other, did they? <sighs> Doc Rivers had seven years as the Clippers head coach. He didn't want to stay in Boston to rebuild. He wanted to go to a team that was already ready. Steve Ballmer comes in, and Jerry West comes in, shakes up the team, keeps Doc in a deft move saying, you are no longer general manager. You're actually going to get a pay increase to do less. Just coach. We are the ultimate win-now team. One could argue that the L word is slightly more win-now, and look what they're doing. They're winning now, hopefully not anymore. Doc Rivers had seven chances. How many jobs do you know where they give you seven (laughs) chances and you don't get it done, and they go, well, eighth time's a charm. Dallas Cowboys head coach. (laughs) But again, the Dallas Cowboys have been to the NFC championship game. I just want to go to the conference finals. They've won the whole thing. They won the the Super Bowl over and over again. Here's here's what's weird is like, you know, you and I, 
couldn't even bring ourselves to Clipcast because we were so no. decimated by the three straight losses and Ugh. just gutted Again. by it. And, and we made a pact to only do it after W's. And here we are in the same position again. So, of course, Steve Ballmer makes a decision from on high and says no. Now, why does he do that? Okay, because Doc had seven shots and he blew it. Because Doc is the only coach to have three, count them, three, three-one leads and blow it. He's got an assistant coach right down the bench who literally led a team down 1-3 in the finals to win it all, okay? So Ty Lu is a better coach down 1-3 than Doc Rivers is up 3-1. That's a huge red flag. But you know Balmer called, texted, emailed, tweeted Kawhi Leonard. This decision went through Kawhi Leonard 100%. Oh, my God, it had to, right? It had to yeah. because it didn't go through the Clippers' front office, and that makes me nervous. It makes me nervous that Lawrence Frank wasn't like wasn't on board with it, that Jerry – I assume that means Jerry West was not on board with it, but I don't know that. It makes me nervous that Ballmer is acting in that way. But truly, this was a disaster for the, for the newly rebuilding – Clippers brand an utter disaster like you literally Horrible. get the finals MVP same old Clippers and same old effing Clippers like yeah the one th- like I would have been so happy to have been swept out of the Western Conference finals I would have been happier to have been swept out of the second round than to be up 3-1 I mean it was just was devastating <laughs> but I mean it makes me nervous it makes me nervous that Balmer made this move and if he did not consult Kawhi Leonard man that's a bad look, because because you got to think that Doc Rivers is one of the reasons why Kawhi came here, right? A hundred percent, and that's the only reason in my throwing Doc under the bus, ranting and raving. The only reason that I, I actually truly, with a little bit of hindsight, can say we needed Doc Rivers to get Kawhi Leonard. Doc Rivers couldn't do it. Now we're going to get a new head coach because. If we had, I don't know, pick a name. I mean, literally pick any name that was going to be our coach last. Say say they fire Doc Rivers when he somehow <laughs> loses to the champs. They're never going to do that, right? So say they fire Doc Rivers two years ago when we don't make the playoffs, right? And we yeah. replace him with who? You know what I mean? Who could we have? Who? Who? Who could we have replaced him with two <laughs> years a, ago? You have a barn owl Not in your someone Tiki Hut studios? I, my studio is basically a barn. <laughs> Who could we have got that's going to attract Kawhi Leonard? Literally no coach is going to attract Kawhi Leonard superstar extra wattage talent. It's just not going to happen. So we had to keep Doc to get Kawhi, but we had to fire Doc to get to the promised land of just the conference finals for the know, first but time this in wor- franchise history. But this is what worries me. What worries me is that there isn't like there isn't some next amazing coach lined up for us. Ty Ty Lu is fine. Sure, he's fine. He took on a team that was already a winning team with LeBron James at the head of it. Uh, like Sam Cassell is unproven as a head coach. Greg Popovich was oh Sam Cassell be- undefeated. One and oh. Well, that's- <laughs> I mean, why are you arguing with results? Why are you arguing he is with undefeated. results? He is undefeated. But like, but Greg Popovich was rumored sure to be a candidate for going to Brooklyn. Or I mean, I don't know if he was ever really rumored if that was just an ESPN like maybe he should go there. But 
There isn't some amazing coach ready to go. Someone floated on Twitter. Maybe it should be Phil Jackson, which is the stupidest thing Uh, I've ever heard in my life. He's your favorite coach. He's your favorite coach, Uh, though. Look, I do love Phil Jackson, but he's also like 75, 80 years old. And when they were trying to get him to come out of retirement the last time, he said he would coach home games and the assistants would coach road games because he didn't want to. Perfect for Florida. (laughs) Perfect for the bubble. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But I don't know. Like, who is the coach? Who is the coach? All right, so here's the thing. It's ticket, ticket timing. Ty Lue is set to interview supposedly Tuesday or whatever. What the hell? What's today? Monday? This week, Ty Lue is going in to interview for the 76ers head coaching position. I personally think it's literally Ty Lue's job. I think they're going to give it to Ty Lue. I think Ty Lue has won literally just as many rings as a head coach as Doc Rivers with a hell of a lot less opportunity. With a hell of a lot less opportunity. You look at what Steve Kerr was able to do literally out of nowhere. Now, that is a literally winning the lottery. So people are yeah. like, give it to Chauncey Billups. Disagree. No, no, no. I, no, absolutely no, nobody from no. the broadcast booth into no. the head coaching position. Coach. Unless it's like a Jeff Van Gundy or a Stan well, because Van he Gundy. Was a co- because he was a coach. Because they he were was coaches. An actual, yes, he was an actual head coach and not like please, a point guard no, superstar. Please, no, please, Lord in heaven, but I don't, please, I not think, a player. I honestly think it's all about ticket, ticket timing. Ty Lue about to interview with Philadelphia Steve Ballmer I guarantee you does not make this decision without consulting Kawhi Leonard Kawhi Leonard is playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers look what he did to the L word he dangled that carrot so I think Kawhi gave his blessing to Mr. Ballmer and I think the wheels are in motion my friends I I think pop would be a massive shock that I just don't see happening just because clearly Pop and Kawhi have bad blood. I mean, that is obvious. But they've done it before. They've gotten to the promised land and won. They've gotten to the promised land multiple times. Maybe not won multiple times together, but they've gotten to the promised land together. Nick Nurse, not available. I would love it if it was Ty Lue. He's right there waiting in the wings, knows the Clipper organization, knows what it means to be down 1-3, come back, win it all. Just give someone else a chance. I'm sorry, but fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. No, that's not it. Fool me once, shame on you. (laughs) Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me seven times in a row. Shame on you, Mr. Steve Ballmer. Oops, no. Shame on you, Doc. You are out. Good night. Good luck. Godspeed. Go coach Houston with Austin. Hey, Houston's got an opening. Go coach your kid. Well, D'Antoni has been one of the pl- coaches that they've talked about as a possible coach for the Clippers. You're not having it. There's no other, like, how do you feel about the Van Gundys? I love Jeff Van Gundy. I don't like Stan Van Gundy. I love Jeff Van Gundy. I wouldn't be horribly mad at D'Antoni that, because he's gotten to the conference finals ever. <laughs> But I honestly want Ever. Ty Lue or Sam Cassell. I just think it's a no-brainer. I think it's Ty Lue. I, I really think it's Ty Lue. He's, it's just right there. It's not really rocket science. And that's I only, not, I only, not a tip of my cap to Houston. Please don't. Like, listen, the only reason I like Jeff Van Gundy is because of that fight back in the day where he was holding the player around the leg as he was being dragged off the court. And yeah, he was in the middle like, of the— Fight. That's yeah. the only reason I really and I like I him as a Latrell commentator. Latrell Sprewell maybe choked PJ Carlissimo and Jeff Van Gundy got in <laughs> between him. It's nuts. Yes. That, that, yes. Oh bless. I man, I don't know. I, I I'm very sad to see Doc go, but it is very difficult 
for me with a straight face to argue against it when like literally at the end of that game, a buddy of mine texted me and said, what the heck just happened? And I said, we just watched as an actor, as two actors doing a podcast right now, we literally watched the same script to be performed three times in a row. And right Horrible. down to, I want to say, it was like we were up 16, up 16, up 12 or something like that off the top of my head. I mean, enough time has passed now that I don't have the numbers sharp in my brain, but we literally had the same lead. It fell apart in the same way with the same players three times in a row. And it is very hard yeah. to argue that that isn't about coaching. I just feel badly when there's so much circumstance wrapped around it. There's so much circumstance wrapped around it of the shortened season of the bubble of Guys not I, in, of guys not no. healthy all season, of he, load he, management. You don't think he could have gotten one more season to figure it out? No, I don't. No, I don't. I don't think you. I do not think you run it back with the exact same pieces. I really don't. Montrez Harrell had months off. Okay, everyone came in healthy. Everyone came in healthy except for Pat Beverly. We had health on our side. Landry Shaman, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll tell you whose fault it is that we did not get to our first ever. I'm just saying conference finals, folks. I know I was saying Larry Ob all season, but I just wanted that beautiful conference finals. And obviously, we all wanted L A L A. That's what the world wanted. But I'm here to tell you, it's not Paul George's fault. It is not Kawhi Leonard's fault. In games five and six, they combined for over sixty. That's fantastic. That's very similar to what what's his name and Anthony Davis are doing down the hall. So it's not their fault. <laughs> are you going to now, you won't say it, you'll only say L word, and now are you going to start referring to LeBron James as what's his name? What's his That's name? That's a pretty great bit. <laughs> what's his name? It's not Marcus Morris Sr.'s fault or Patrick Beverly's fault. Marcus Morris Sr., Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and Patrick Beverly, all four of those wonderful heroes, each at least once, if not multiple times, won us a playoff game. It ain't their fault. Somebody said it was Marcus Morris's fault for making Paul Mills, Millsap upset, which is a bunch of crap. That is some Paul what? Mill crap right there. Well, those Marcus four Morris gentlemen great... are not to blame. Marcus, Marcus Morris, Morris didn't have a perfect game the, the, that last game, but to tell you the truth, no. he's not. A, it, you don't expect perfection out of anyone except for your stars. Those are the yes. guys that have to be great every single night. Like you can go back to some dynastic runs of teams. You can go back to the Spurs, and it's not exactly like Tony Parker played great, like had career every numbers night. every single game. He came right. up at the right time. Manu Ginobili came up at – Manu Ginobili is a better example. Came up at, at the right time. Kawhi so Leonard. that's maybe more – Yeah, Kawhi, but Kawhi Leonard's your star. Kawhi Leonard was their star, yeah. Yeah. Oof, <laughs> man. I don't know. So it those makes... four gentlemen, Kawhi, Paul George, Pat Beverly, and Marcus Moore Sr., our heroes, and they gave us all playoff wins. Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell did not win us a single game. Reggie Jackson did not win us a game. Those oh guys, Lord, those Reggie Jackson, guys, was, Landry Shamit, Reggie was Jackson hot disappeared garbage. for half the the postseason. Reggie Jackson, when he finally hit two threes in a game, we were celebrating him on the Clipcast because he hit two threes. <laughs> I mean, Reggie Jackson was was disappeared for the and Landry Shamit was worse so Reggie Jackson Landry Shamit and then I'm sorry but Montrez Harrell and Lou Williams were horrible they did not win us a single game Lou Williams played well once in a losing effort had he hit his one free throw at the end we wouldn't have gone to overtime and lost but regardless that's in the rear view I I think Montrez Harrell is the next to go as soon as we lost that series in round two, I knew Doc was out. So when Chris Haynes made that 
tweet about how his job was safe. I was like, no, I'm not buying it. So Doc's gone. I think Trez is a free agent this year. There is no possible way that we pay him anywhere near the money someone else is going to pay him because he's not worth it, as we've just seen. He's just simply not worth it. I thought, oh, well, maybe he's going to take less money to stay a Clipper, much like Lou Williams has done. I think Trez is gone. I just hope he's, it can be a sign-in trade, or maybe he just walks and we take the loss. I well, don't no, know what's going to happen. Talk, you're, you're talking about the sixth man of the year, and you're talking about a guy he's who has gone. been fire for us and a new coach. Like, What if a new coach can turn him into – Something better can use him oh, more effectively. Oh, a brand new coach on a brand new team is going to make oh, him that's a brand a new player, Hank. No, I mean, he I, whoever. done. What, that's a wrap on Montrezl Harrell. What if Ty Lue is like, oh, man, if it was me in the driver's seat, but I'd know exactly person, what to do I'm, with I'm glad you. I'm glad you're bringing up Ty Lue. The person I blame the most, hands down, is not Lue, is not Montrez, is not our most prolific scoring bench in NBA history who literally did not show up in the bubble and it cost us everything. I'm not blaming the bench. I'm not blaming Montrez, sixth man of the year. I'm not blaming Lou Williams. I'm blaming Doc Rivers. He made zero adjustments, like you said. I'm yeah, blaming so, Doc Rivers, 100%. So why not keep the team? So why not keep your two sixth mans of the year, sixth man of the years, or sixth, mans of the, sixth, sixth men of the year? Again, you fool me once. Shame uh, on you, fool me twice, shame on me. They couldn't get it done, understandably, versus the champs with no stars and no pressure. And they lost in six, couldn't figure out how to win at home, figured out how to win twice in Oakland. But they didn't get it done. And then you give them, you give these junkyard dogs what they need, and it turns out they're just a bunch of dogs. They're not junkyard dogs. They're dogs bound for the junkyard which is kind of the same thing. But anyway, we are spaying and neutering <laughs> no, these now, dogs. These dogs, the junk, they're done. The junkyard Pat Beverly's dog, not I, going anywhere, but Trez let me make, is gone. <laughs> let me make a very clear basketball point here about junkyard dogs. I believe the junkyard dog is the junkyard is the dog that belongs to the owner of the junkyard. Now, you just got some dogs you throw in the, the junkyard because they're – because they're garbage dogs. That's not a junkyard dog. That's just a dog that gets thrown in the junkyard. This is our worst conversation yet. <laughs> All right, so we found out that our junkyard dogs are dogs just <laughs> bound for the junkyard. Bags of bones, furry bags of bones. You heard it here first, folks. Montrezl uh, Harrell's gone. He's gone. He's gone. Poof. He's oh, gone. you think Montrezl he's gone. gone. I, I, I just am. I am so hopeful that we are not going to now start to hear fallout from players that they weren't consulted, that they were shocked. Because because you're talking about a guy, a guy who is a corporate uh, corporate entity who's used to being the boss and used to making sweeping changes and firing people and making and not he's not worried about consulting his team. He's the boss. There's so no I way he that, didn't consult Kawhi. You and I are both. He, he would have had to, that. right? He would have had to. Only a fool. There's no way. If Kawhi said, "Keep Doc," Doc would still be here. That that I'm just saying that, and I will call my deep, 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 deep contact when a little of the steam is blown over and see if that is true. But there's a definite oh, reason I don't think to you'll have to wait. That. I don't think you're going to oh, have we'll to wait. We'll find out. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. I think that you're going to hear. I think you're going to hear. Look, Kawhi Leonard is guaranteed here. Kawhi Leonard is here to stay at least for next season, okay? And you have to win. You have to get him there. You have to. Oh, my and gosh, because he clearly doesn't mind leaving to go somewhere else where he can win. He clearly doesn't mind. He did it for us. And I and I don't I don't see him I, I don't see him leaving. I think he's really truly happy here in Los Angeles, playing for these your our Los Angeles Clippers. I, I think he's here to stay, 
I really do. I want him on that Mount Rushmore. And you and I can well, get into he certainly that has something to, He certainly has something to prove. He oh, certainly absolutely. has something I, to prove. Oh, you don't want to take Doc off the Mount Rushmore now, do you? I never wanted to put Doc Rivers on the Mount oh, Rushmore. Oh, come on. No. I was going to say Kawhi Leonard doesn't make the Mount Rushmore. He didn't. He, you know, what did he do? He won us. He got us the two seed, and he won us a round one in less than seven. I don't, that Revisionist does not Revisionist history. Mount Revisionist Rushmore. history. When you were saying because I be was opt, I was Johnny Optimism. I thought we were. I going don't like you, Pessimism. Land. This is why I didn't want to do a podcast previously because I like I'll your optimism you s- and you've been so defeated since it happened. I didn't want to put you through it. But, but I will tell you this, Hank. For the first time, and, and I told you this off the air, and I'll tell the listeners for the first time since Game Seven, when I found out Doc Rivers was fired by you, Burbank Hank, via text, I was flooded with optimism for the first time because I do think you can run it back with a different coach and get better results. I really do. I don't think they're going to, I think there's going to be changes changes. I do think there's going to be David Bowie style changes, but I was for the first time flooded with optimism. If you, if you and I were to do schedule day clip cast, with Doc Rivers at the helm, I would literally predict 0 and 82. I would predict number 30 of 30. We will not make the playoffs. And then I would have just been pleasantly surprised (laughs) if we did make the playoffs. And every round I would have been, well, we're going to get swept. And I would have been pleasantly surprised, but anticipating the absolute worst. Because Doc Rivers has literally now taken me there six out of seven years, has never gotten past round two, I've seen his last two round twos, 3-1 leads evaporate. I've just, like you just said, we've seen this script before. Let's rip it up. Let's get a new writer. Let's write a new script. But in Doc's defense, I mean, there were a lot of injuries in the Lob City era that took us out of things and a lot of issues in the locker room. I mean, it's not just on Doc that... Some of those, it's really hard for me to argue this because we've watched him make no adjustments. I'm, I can't even, I can't even finish the flipping sentence. It's so infuriating to sit there and watch no changes be made and watch certain players play so great and then have nothing get changed at all as we watch he us. He ran watch the us, same it felt eight like or every, nine guys and they and didn't it felt get like it done every, three games in a row. It felt like every year as a Clippers fan, it felt like that story that I've now told a thousand times of the feelings you have as a Clippers fan where you're up at the half and you just know in the third quarter it's going to go away. And the, the, the shocker was seeing that the Lakers made the adjustments to beat the Nuggets because you could start to see it happening to the Lakers. Oh, the I, Nuggets I, started I, to make their moves, and I was like, oh, look, they're making adjustments. Isn't that yeah. interesting? Yes, yes, I, I agree with that. But at the same time, the Nuggets had just run out of gas by that. Well, that I mean, I, th- I mean, I, like the Lakers have won. Ev- excuse me, the L word have won every series. I made you say L word in five, L word in five, L word in five, three times in a row. Nuggets got there having to play every other day, you know, just defying the odds twice in a row. They just ran out of gas, and then oh, also, they were gassed when we got them. And the L word was obviously the better team, but they ran out of miracles. They ran out of miracles, and you're right. L word. I, look, I didn't watch a minute. I didn't watch a millisecond of that series. So I will trust you that Frank Vogel made an adjustment, and I will tell you, I saw Doc Rivers 
literally never once go to his bag of tricks, never once go to the 10th man or the 11th man or really even the 9th man. He didn't change anything. I know Jermichael Green played great. I'm not blaming Jermichael Green. Evita Zubats, it shouldn't be on him that he that he missed a handful of easy baskets in games five and six, and that's why we lost the series. That That's not Evita Zubats. That's not him. That's never been him. And I think... You take Ivica Zubats, Marcus Morris Sr., Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Pat Beverly, those five guys, those five guys are great. And you package Lou and Trez if you can and sprinkle in a little Landry magic, a little Landry Shamit, and you get a third star that can play with Paul and Kawhi. You need to make a change here. And I trust that Jerry West and Lawrence Frank are both capable to do that. I don't trust Doc Rivers to make any sort of adjustment to get us the Series W because he has literally let me down so many times before. And so I'm very glad. I I loved him as a coach and a motivator, and I loved the man. I really did. I I wanted Doc Rivers to be president. I I think Doc Rivers would make a better U.S. president than a Clippers (laughs) head basketball coach (laughs) by far. By far, by far. Well, I mean, look, we also have loved, we've loved them all. I mean, we were we were cheering for Michael Olo account candy and cheering for Mike Dunleavy when, when the we were, yeah, stadium the coaches. was chanting, fire Dunleavy. Except Del, Del Negro sort of was the exception. Del Negro was kind of right. the dude we were like, this is a goofball. Eh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not. That was the first time I really looked at you and I looked at Vinny. And then I looked at you and I said, you know, maybe Hank should coach. I don't know if he knows X's and O's, but. I didn't. I know much more now about basketball. I knew about drinking then. Yeah, he's just making goofy faces. My buddy Hank makes way goofier faces than Vinny. Listen, what I thought you were going to say there, though, there was a moment there where we did look at each other. And I do think that that was a pivotal moment for us as Clippers fans where we were for the first time not full Homer apologist where we looked at someone and went, Oh my God, this guy is not getting it done. Like this guy's a problem. Cause everyone previously were like, please, they need your love now more than ever. Please, please don't boo. With this firing of doc. I I know it's like very soon, but I've had this discussion many times with doc haters and I've met many doc haters. I've met, I've met doc lovers. I've met doc apologists. I've met genuine doc fans. Love the guy. Is it is it possible that maybe the big three Boston Celtics underperformed only winning one? They only got there twice, right, with Doc Rivers? It, it, oh, it, boy. When you look back, should, should they have been a dynasty team? They kind of weren't. I don't know. Both Paul George and Kevin Garnett were a little long in the tooth at that point, right? They weren't exactly spring chickens. Paul but, I mean, they won, they won a championship, so I don't know. And they won Paul a championship. Been stabbed in the back a bunch of times previously. To that they they, when, they and, and they I believe knifed? they were I think I think they were you know Eastern Conference mainstays in the in the conference finals games but they only got there twice and they won once right and so one has to wonder who knows look I'm not going to take Doc Rivers championship away from him he's got the one ring but to my point Ty Lue also has the one ring as head coach it happened more recently he came from down one three Doc Rivers couldn't even figure out up 3-1 versus the Nuggets, who who could only win one game for the rest of the playoffs. That's where the real head-scratcher with the Nuggets, right? So 
they literally go into the Western Conference Finals with a record of eight and six, and they leave the playoffs in the Western Conference Finals with an under 500 win percentage in the playoffs. Technically, we had a better record than them, but they make the Western Conference Finals, and we don't. And it was just so infuriating, Hank. I mean, to see... That to see the Nuggets just kind of wet, just just run out of gas, run out of steam, and basically to do you know grade A bed shitting, if I may quote the great babysitter oh, killer queen on you're Netflix gonna have it's right thirty two minutes, it's thirty two minutes know, in. Keep it, write it, it down. It. You're I'll gonna keep, keep it. it. <laughs> it's a quote, I, I think. Also, S, you can get the S H I T in there uh, once these days. They're pretty, uh, pretty, pretty loose. It's- they're pretty loose. <laughs> these these podcast raiders. Oh, I bet you it's the cleanest podcast that's been done by any Clippers podcast since we were eliminated from the playoffs. I bet you that. But I I mean, did you so when you found out, right? Yeah. Were was I, I told you I was flooded with optimism. What did you think when you found out? Uh I worried a little about how it had gone down. Um and I felt in, in initial moments, I felt like who, who is going to be the one who's going to come in and save us, quote unquote. Uh, but I, since you, since you invited me to come and start co-hosting the Clipcast, which has been one of the greatest seasons of basketball for me, even including this heartbreaking end. Um, sure. I've never had so much fun watching games. I've never analyzed games the way I never felt so intimately, intimately connected to a season as I have this season. I sit there and take notes while I watch the games oh, yeah. so that I can really like have things to talk about and compare numbers and all those things. You take it and for reals. A, and as a result of that, it's like the year that I was on the SAG nominating committee and they gave me all the movies for free that year watching the Oscars is the most fun I ever had. Cause I knew everything. Yes. And as a result of that, it has never hurt so badly to get eliminated from the playoffs. It, no. it, it has never hurt so badly, so much so that any time that we discussed podcasting, I just we couldn't do bear it. to do it because I just felt like I'm just going to sit here the whole time talking garbage. What am I going to talk about? But, how we, but how then we Doc lost Rivers it. gets fired and you want to immediately podcast. I did. And if I'm being really truthful for how much I've naysayed the firing of him, uh, I did immediately text you and say we have to clipcast tonight. We have to talk about it because yeah. because if because if I'm being really honest now, yeah, I, I did feel a relief, and I do think that somebody have when I you swayed have all you at the, all? When yes, I think so. I think when you have uh, all the talent, when yeah. you have all the talent, and you lose, who are you gonna fire? Kawhi? No. You know you're not gonna fire I, Jerry West who put this team together. You're not gonna fire Lawrence Frank. And somebody and yeah, had to go, and I think somebody that there's Somebody had to be some, blamed. Yes, yeah, somebody had to be blamed. And that was what I said to a buddy who texted me and said, how do you feel about all this? I said, um, I, I'm, I'm not clear yet. There's going to take a couple days to make sure that all the players are on board with this. Although, maybe only, maybe I should say, we got to make sure that the player is okay with this. Because maybe there's really just one player that we need to make sure is happy with this move. Maybe oh, there's yeah. really just one guy that we need to keep really happy. Um, one guy who's our consistent guy, who's our star that we're trying to build a team around. Um, but the other thing I said was somebody has to pay. Somebody's got to pay the price for what happened. So well, I, um, after game, and it's six, not like it was I, Doc's first time around the bend. I think if Scott, no, if it Scott, wasn't. 
if Doc had not had three and one, three and one, three and two, three and two, these different like leads that evaporated, if you take, don't just look at the Clippers, like he's got, he's a little bit of a repeat offender blowing these kinds of series leads. Um, You might, we probably would be saying, ah, come on. What I argued, extenuating circumstances, but, and this is bad sports showism because sports showism is we're supposed to just take different viewpoints. But the truth is, I, I wasn't excited about another season with Doc Rivers because those last three games infuriated me and broke my heart. And I say that as a Clippers fan for 20-something years. That's the thing also, that broke absolutely. my heart. <laughs> absolutely. And and I got to be honest, like, say Doc Rivers hypothetically doesn't get fired. Say we re-sign Montrez Harrell and he doesn't ask for the moon and beyond and we keep every single thing the same. At what point do you go, oh, oh, yeah, we just need another chance. Let's just get him next time, champ. You know what I mean? I, I, we were so depleted after that loss, and nothing changed, and we didn't feel like talking about it or even dealing with it. And I'm literally looking out there going, well, I guess we'll clipcast when there's a trade or we pick up a thing. Oh, or maybe so we'll just defeated. wait for media day. And then I was like, God, is it really going to be the same old media day? No, because of COVID-19. But still, it's like the same thing. It's going to be the same guy coming out. I've literally, Doc Rivers has literally been there every media day that I've been to ever. So this is the first time we're going to get somebody new. And I'm telling you, as soon as you texted me, Doc Rivers is fired, it was like, a weight was lifted. I actually felt optimism for the first time in a long time. I do not, like I said many times, I don't blame Kawhi Leonard. After game six, I unfollowed everyone on Twitter except for Kawhi Leonard at the at LA Clipcast Twitter page. <laughs> we're, only I said following, I we're just following one? Not following even you? Kawhi Leonard. You're not even following us? Right now we're following two people. <laughs> Henry Dittman, at Henry Dittman, and at L.A. Clippers. That's it. Those are the two people we are following at L.A. Clipcast. But, oh like, God, look, Kawhi, Kawhi ran out of gas in Game 7. He just he couldn't get it done because he, like, the bench let him down. His yeah, coach he's doing too let much. him down. I Paul agree George, with that. You know, not, not as much, but still, Paul George let him down. We didn't rock the playoffs. We didn't come out and rock the Mavericks. We didn't come out and sweep them. We didn't come, we we had the chance to rock the Nuggets. We had that chance to do better versus the Nuggets in round 2 than we did versus the Mavs and Luka Doncic. But we didn't get it done. And had we won that game 5 when Paul George and Kawhi Leonard combined for over 60, then all of a sudden we get more rest than the L word because the L word hadn't advanced by that point. But we can't change history, sadly. We can only change the present, and we did change the present with a massive decision. And I, I, I honestly, I couldn't be more thrilled about it because I just didn't want to go back to the same script. I didn't want to play the same record, flip the disc over. I didn't want to go, Alexa, play that song again. Right, we would have, I want we would to have hear gotten an something ulcer. different. We would have gotten ulcers. We would have spent the entire season going, yeah, well, we're above 500, but let's see what happens in the third round, second round. Oh, well, we made the playoffs first seed, but we'll, let's see what happens in the second round. Like, I think we would have, we would have got, we would have had so much anxiety going through the season just based on knowing what was going to happen if we if we went again. Now, let me let me ask you about the timing of this. Do you think that Do you think that Balmer made this move? I my my other thought was Balmer made this move. 
like literally the day before the NBA finals begin. Like that is such a marketing move to pull attention away oh, from the other team. But but now I'm wondering, but wait a second, but now I'm wondering if it is that, if it's so conniving as that, or is it because he's got to get Lue. something tied up with Ty Lue? That's so interesting yeah. that... I, I think it's Ty Lue. I think it's also all eyes on planet Earth around the NBA right now as we await the finals. So why not strike when the iron is hot? But 100%, Ty Lue is about to go interview with Philadelphia, a job that we thought was his weeks ago. It turns out we were misinformed. And now he's going to sit there with the Philadelphia 76ers and hear their pitch from Elton Brand, of all people. And now Stephen Ballmer can say, hey, you know what's even better than Philadelphia, the birthplace of racism? Los Angeles, <laughs> California. Oh the wonderful NBA beachfront <laughs> property promised land. And Ty Lue loves it out here. We know that. We know Ty Lue loves it out here. And we know Ty Lue is going to get, at the end of the day, not that it matters, but you know Ty Lue's getting Doc Rivers' blessing. So I don't think it's Pop. I don't think it's what's-his-name D'Antoni. I would love a Sam Cassell head coach. I just don't think it's going to be here because I think Stephen Ballmer is going to rise up from within with a guy with championship pedigree. He's not going to take a chance on Chauncey. I don't think any of these wild cards are getting the gig. I think it's Ty Lue. And I'm going to call my people and see if I can find out anything. And if I do find out anything, obviously, I will tell you first. And if I'm proven wrong, I will hear about it on Twitter. <laughs> Oh, ceaselessly. Uh, well, Speaking man, we'll of see, that, like, I'm, I will tell see, you this: it ain't going to be yeah. D'Antoni. It ain't going to be D'Antoni, and here's no. why. Here's why it won't be, because he also did not make the Western Conference Finals this year. I, I don't think that any part of Steve Ballmer is going to look at the other guy whose sure, team who got, got blowed up and and bring him in. I think unless you can get an established head coach with a with a reputation for winning. I don't know why you bring them in. I think the smarter play is an up-and-coming coach who players would be excited to play for who can rally the team. Otherwise, you're just bringing in another guy that the, the players can look at and say, what do you know? You didn't, the only, you didn't beat the only coach who's better than Doc Rivers, arguably, with the total wins, is Pop. And then, of course, that wild, wild card, Phil Jackson. We, we look, Those things are not happening. Phil Jackson and Pop are not happening. Dude, if we got Pop... We would literally be get the two extremes of of interviewing coaches. We would have gotten Doc, who you feel like you're oh, sitting yeah. on his front porch having he a cup of tea up. or he a cup of coffee, up. and just like loves to chat with you and loves to Gift joke with gab. you, and clap you on the back, and that sort of thing. And then Pop, who just doesn't want to talk to you at all. Doc Rivers will bring a pitcher of sweet tea and and mason jars filled with ice for everyone in the press room and pour out sweet tea. And Doc will bring a bucket of mule piss. And that, that excuse me, Pop. Pop will bring mule piss, and Doc Rivers will bring sweet tea. That's the difference in coaching when it comes to handling the media. Doc Rivers is the most media-savvy guy of all time. Pop is the saltiest Gordon Fisherman with his bucket of, of, of fish piss. There, I've changed it. Anyway. Jeez, yeah, you think no. that's better? <laughs> it's not better. <laughs> Uh, if I, I, would just, I was going to say something that I deviated from earlier, which I brought, honestly, should just let sleeping dogs lie. But wouldn't you know it, Andre Iguodala <laughs> is back in the finals six years in a row. Andre Iguodala, who that? wanted to be a Clipper. Andre Iguodala, who, if he was a Clipper and got his wish, if Memphis would have just, I guess, I don't know, taken the loss and just given and just cut Andre Iguodala, which obviously they're never going to do. They wanted a piece for him. I get it. 
But Andre Iguodala wanted to come, and had he come, of course, Doc Rivers would still have his job, and we'd be going to the NBA Finals. But instead, Iggy's going with Jimmy Butler. And I'll tell you, I have been diehard Heat Nation ever since they beat the Celtics. And if you cut me, I bleed whatever the colors are for the Miami Heat. You don't Heat. even know. Believe they you don't even Miami. know their colors. Excuse me, Kissimmee, the Kissimmee Heat. It's Kissimmee. You don't even know their colors, you rascal. I, uh, they're my they're my favorite team in all the sports. Go Heat. Go Heat. Feel the heat of the heat, I believe, is their slogan. That seems feel right. The feel heat. the heat of the heat. You feel the heat of the heat. It's a wet heat, they say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Wet Heat Cast. I'm your host, Chrissy Butler. With me is a second guy from the heat, Hank. Hank Iguodala. <laughs> oh right, him. And then uh, what's the it. what's the guard? Vladi Divas, but not that other guy, Gorbachev. What's his Edo name? I don't remember. Gustav, Gustavo Dudamel, that guy, the point guard. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I do like that. Yeah, that Tyler is my hero. That he is my hero answer. Ball. All the Twitter heads who are who are loving, screaming and yelling at us that the at the. NBA loved the Clippers and wanted to see the Clippers make it to the finals. Oh, Lord. If you think the NBA is rigged after the Heat and the Celtics had all these close, close games, and you think that what the NBA wants is Lakers Heat in the finals, mm -hmm. you, sir, are an idiot. They, 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 had a, they had their chance to have Lakers Celtics in the finals. So please, all of, of NBA Twitter, please stop with the refs and the NBA have it in for certain teams and getting through to the five. They don't, they don't, maybe the refs blow it sometimes, but I, enough. Sure. There, there's, there's no way that the, if that's what, if that was the case, it would, it would have, it wouldn't have been Denver versus the Lakers in the Western conference finals. No one in America wanted that except for people who no lived one, in Denver. No, no, the NBA LA. wants every year, the NBA wants Celtics, Lakers, Celtics, Lakers, Celtics, Lakers, unless they got LeBron in the East, in which case they want warriors, LeBron, warriors, LeBron. That's what the NBA wants. So no, it is not rigged, but I do like that tweet. I don't remember who it was from where he said, we know more NBA referee names than all other refs in all other professional sports combined. And that is a hundred percent true. Oh, that is think, true. I think it's a wonderful, astute point, but also with all due respect, it is because of the intimacy of the game. And those yeah. guys are literally right there and nobody gives a crap about hockey. Well, this, I the size read... of the court is also not that many refs. Like in football, there's a lot more linesmen and refs and all that. And t take away Ed Hockley. And 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 then Ed Hockley Jr. or whatever his name is. I never knew yep. any NFL refs names, but they're, you're also. Were you on saying a field. Ed Hockey League? Are you talking about the yeah, Hockey League so. ref? That seems right. But like, how many times does an NBA basketball court fit onto a football field? Like a hundred. It's a you very know, you, intimate setting, as we know. Very and, and intimate. And it's only it's only ten guys out there, and then three of them are refs. There's only thirteen guys on the floor, and that's your favorite number, Hank. All right, so at <laughs> binboy92, Tim Hiley tweeted me something that I think is a, a real conversation starter. Because I tweeted out on at LA Clipcast, not the NBA playoffs Clipper W I was hoping for, but a win's a win looking forward to Coach Lou or Coach Cassell next season, which I've talked about ad nauseum. At binboy92, Tim Hiley replies, no to both. Oh, well. Need a clean break, Tim Hiley says. Nah. Need new voices and new ideas. Outside of the dream guys, Pop or Phil, right? Those are obviously dream guys. The only two coaches that are available-ish that are more successful than Doc in the win category. I'd be interested in Kenny Smith 
Kenny Smith's never given up his literal Emmy award-winning gig as TV star. Like, Chuck, Kenny, Ernie, and Shaq ain't coaching, okay? Those guys are TV <laughs> stars, and they ain't leaving. No. Chauncey Billups disagree, like I said, because I don't want some brand new guy. With all due respect to Mr. Big Shot. We also, by the way, he came to the Clippers, and we didn't do a heck of a lot with him, so I'm not going to blame him, but... He also but. says the Van Gundy brothers, which you know Jeff does interest me more than Stan. Becky Hammond, who we have not mentioned. Alvin Gentry, hard pass. And Nate McMillan. Nate McMillan is kind of interesting. He just seems like Diet Doc to me. Just not Dan Tony and not Mark Jackson. So those that's a lot of names that my man Tim Hiley mentioned. And we yeah. actually talked about a lot of those names. But I don't see Stephen Ballmer rolling the dice with an unproven Chauncey Billups or Becky Hammond. Well, there's something very – listen, it's very exciting. That's the first I'd heard the, the name Becky Hammond as, as to, to being talked about as a head coach, and it would be thrilling for the league and as a league that's very socially progressive uh, and trying to break barriers. Um, I think, you know, yeah, I think that we will probably will see a female head coach in the NBA. Um, yes, but I don't know that much Possibly about her as a coach. Possibly, but I don't know that much about her as a coach. Now, so let me ask you really quickly. These are all just names people are throwing out there of who's available. None of these are rumored at this point. They wouldn't do that. They, like The Clippers don't float any information. They don't leak. So none well, of this the rumors is- right now are Ty Lue, Ty Lue, or Ty Lue. Those are the big rumors. Is It's between three guys, Ty, Lue, and Ty Lue. Those are three separate guys. But that, that's what the rumor mill is churning is it's Ty Lue, Ty Lue, or Ty Lue. <laughs> I mean, what about Becky Ty Lue? Hammond has some Kawhi history, obviously, because Becky Hammond came through pop system with San Antonio. So I just don't see a world where Ballmer picks up the phone, right? And so first he calls Doc and says, Hey, Doc, it's me, Steven <laughs> Ballmer. And then Doc says, You know, it's funny. Uh, you know, honestly. I was going to call you. Okay, but I called you first. You know, it's funny. I, is this a butt dial or am I fired? Anyway, so Palmer calls Doc, <laughs> fires Doc. I don't see a situation where Balmer calls Kawhi. Hey, Kawhi, it's me, Uncle Steve Balmer. And Kawhi says, he mumbles Hello? incoherently. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I lost your call. You were doing a bit. Great bit. I'm doing you a bit. Me. It's Kawhi. Uh, and then Balmer says, me. maybe we should text because I can't understand you, Kawhi. To which Kawhi responds. <laughs> Chris, did I lose you again? <laughs> so then they go via text, okay? Or DM. Oh my gosh. Balmer slides into Kawhi's DMs, okay? Oh boy. And they text back and forth, which I'll just read the manuscript. I don't necessarily need to do their voices. Oh, but Balmer but you says, No, you don't. <laughs> Balmer says, Hey, I think I should fire Doc, but really, it's up to you. Kawhi says, He's gone. Deuces. Deuces. <laughs> then Did he type Balmer, that out? Balmer says, I just looked up deuces. That means peace. Okay, so we're on the same page. Who do you want to coach? I don't see 
personally, and this is all speculation and hypothesis, where he says, oh, I really liked Becky Hammond with San Antonio. She knows me. She knows Pop System. I really liked her. I don't see Becky Hammond per se. Because that's a couple systems removed. We know Kawhi was very lucrative with Nick Nurse's system. We know he didn't get it done with Doc Rivers' system, but there was Ty Lue right next to Doc the entire time with his championship pedigree. So I just personally think it's Ty Lue and not Becky Hammond. But I do appreciate our fine friend's tweet with all of those coaches' names so we could chew on those. And yeah, you know, I, mean, I, know, I know your favorite is Phil Jackson. I know that about <laughs> yeah, but he ain't coming back. He's not coming back through those doors. I, I, I do think that Ty Lue is probably the most likely move. I do remember him kind of standing up to LeBron James um, in Game 7, Finals Game 7, as the head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Like, I do – he he stood his ground. It's a, little, it's a little dismissive of him to say, like, oh, well, LeBron was the coach of that team. No, he wasn't. LeBron was not the coach of the team. Ty Lue was the coach right. of the team. And now he's been training. And and as far as new blood responding directly to that tweet, first of all, that's a good point that maybe you want a new new you'd want new blood or new ideas. But sometimes, sometimes the ideas are almost perfect. Sometimes the uh, the game plan almost works perfectly. And somebody who's the vice president or whoever it is is one step away, and they're just like, if we just do this one little thing, it'll fix everything. So maybe we don't need to throw the baby out with the bathwater and come up with a new offensive scheme and a new coaching style and a completely new team. Maybe we just need a new leader who's just going to make better substitutions, who's just going to sure. read the numbers and read the trends and say, hey, maybe Montrez, maybe, maybe, maybe us almost perfectly scoring the same as the Nuggets throughout the entire series. But with Montrez on the court with Jokic, we're getting killed. Maybe you got to look at that. Maybe you got to make some adjustments right. to that. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe you don't need to start from scratch because when you bring in new coaches, very often you bring in new coaching schemes. Sure. So I mean, I, I, I argue uh, fully against D'Antoni because he's such an offensive-minded coach. And you're talking about Kawhi Leonard, former Defensive Player of the Year. We're talking about Pat Beverly, former first-team all-defense. We know he made the second team. We know Kawhi made the second team. These are two top-ten D guys. So to go to D'Antoni's completely, you know, Kleenex-thin defense, to go offense, 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 shoot in the first 12 seconds or whatever it is. So I, I just don't think D'Antoni's the guy. And like you said earlier, you don't go to the guy who lost in round two for the other Western Conference losers. You don't see what he's up to. No, and then of course I just Alvin don't see Gentry it. Is, no, you don't see. I don't. I don't see D'Antoni for sure, and I definitely don't see Alvin Gentry. Nate McMillan is is mildly interesting. Uh, I don't know that much about him, but I do know that he just. I just feel like he's Diet Doc Rivers with no championship pedigree and not all those W's and not the high win percentage. I mean, I look, like we Ty would Lue. we would of course love Sam Cassell because we love Sam love. Cassell. Sam you know, that's Cassell. why we would love Sam Cassell. Because we love Sam Cassell. We loved him as and a player. And he's not one of these guys like Chauncey Billups or Kenny just coming out of nowhere with very no, little and, to but zero not, coaching But history. Ty Lue has, coach, has head coached. Ty Lue's been a head coach. And maybe, Absolutely. you know, maybe that means a lot. You know? And, and, and look what he was able to do with the ragtag bunch of nuts and bolts guys. You know, he, you know Ty Lue, I believe... 
at the end, he I think he only coached the Cavs for two or three seasons. He won it all, and then he got there and lost. And I believe he was fired after that. Don't quote me. This is not Cavs fast. This is this is not Cavs cast. As you know, it is what is it called heat heat skeet cast. <laughs> skeet right. skeet that, heat heat it's cast. A wet, it's a wet heat. Wet y'all. heat cast. This is wet heat cast. Where we talking about <laughs> Jimmy Butler, Andre Iguodala, and a third Miami Heat player, Gorkic. No way. I don't know any. Bam. Bam is the other guy. Bam. His name's Bam. Bam. Bam, uh, uh, I can't remember his last name. Tyler Hero. All I know is I'm going to- Hero, that's right. Oh, let me ask you this. uh, A side note. Just a side note. Will you watch the NBA Finals? I think I'm going to try. Here's here's where we're different, you and me, is that I was a- I was an, an L word fan before I was a Clippers fan. I was cheering I know for that, yeah. them. And then we got season tickets yes. and that, and also at the same time Shaq left. And I really did love Shaq. Like he was really uh, like, I moved to LA. We got and Shaq. I, I'd followed Shaq I saw in you Florida. kind of be aware of L word fans showing their stripes to you. A guy who liked both squads. Uh, yeah. Well, we were, we were, I was sort of a guy as we first got Clippers tickets, who was a fan of both teams and then got called, um, the F word and not the four little F word by, by L word fans at our own games. When we've been beaten by 30, like that kind of, oh, that'll gl- turn you, that'll turn you uh, pretty you know, fast. Uh, uh, I was walking. Okay. So the same street in my beloved beach community where my son and I were walking with surfboards on our heads towards the beach where Pat Beverly, I've told oh, you this such story. A great, it's just the best. It's the best. Well, the yin and the yang, and here's the thing about living in Los Angeles with these horrible L-word fans showing their terrible stripes whenever they can. My son's down on the beach. He's looking at the rocks, looking at the tide pools. I say, I'm going to go drop the boards off in the car. I'll be right back so that he doesn't basically have to do any heavy lifting after a tough day at the beach, right? That's <laughs> a good dad. Day. Anyway, That is a good dad. This is dad cast. You know, thank you. One could argue I shouldn't have left my son alone at the beach, but he's a big boy and he knows that he's beach. Not the back of his hands. He's, not he's not a toddler. He's not a toddler. He's at that beach every day. Every I, day. I bet you that so, you knew six. I bet you knew six families there that were hanging out with him when it happened. And I know the damn lifeguard right there in the tower, for God's sake. Anyway, Mitch is his name, and he's he's an actor. David Hasselhoff plays Mitch. I think Blaylock. I don't remember. I can't remember Mitch's Baywatch character's last name. Anyway. Uh, I'm walking back to the car with my surfboard on my head and my son's surfboard on his head and being a responsible citizen, I'm wearing my mask because these are beach paths that you're right up close. I do very confidently believe that when you're outdoors, your you know COVID spreadability is much, much, much more unlikely. Obviously, indoors is where a lot of people are spreading, shouting and singing. So obviously, we can't go and see our beloved Clippers indoors and root, root, root for the home teams. We're going to get our spittle drops on each other. Anyway, I'm walking back to the car with my Clippers mask on. And I'm just kind of zoned out. And I see this attractive couple across the street walking their dog. And I'm very attracted to women in masks for some reason. Who knows? Anyway, I'm looking at this. Please, let's not (laughs) just keep going with your story. Oh, Lord. (laughs) This is the worst stream of consciousness ever. I thought the Baywatch deviant uh, was appreciated. It was anyway, who cares I'm what his kind of zoned name out, was. looking at this cute girl with her mask on, walking her dog with her her boyfriend behind her, whatever. And this this somebody drives by. I don't see them, but I hear this what sounds like a squeaky voiced team 
teen, excuse me, a squeaky voiced teenager goes, Clippers choked, F word, and not F U C U next Tuesday. Oh, it was Louise. not. He literally dropped the F. I mean, you know the second F word. I'd, ne- I'd never say this word. Like, you don't say the N word. You don't say the F word. For God's sake, those are two uh, words you just don't say. You don't say the R but word. That, that, you don't say the R word. That's not as bad, by the way, as F and N. But regardless, it's another cast for another time. This guy drove past. <laughs> no, it's not. Clippers choked. F-word. And then he said it. Bob Saget. Except for he didn't say that. And, I'm, and I literally, like, kept walking. And, and, like, all of the hate and despair and depression of the Clippers dropping the ball up 3-1 in round two. If I wasn't zoned out looking at this attractive gal in her mask, if I was, like, focused on that car, every part of me would have thrown the surfboards down, ran after that car, and at the very least, keyed his car. At the very oh my. least. Chris! I would have, oh but my. if I was in the zone, I would have ran down, and I know it was a teenager with his squeaky voice. I would have put his car in park, pulled him out of the car, and whooped his ass Pause. while my son waited. Pause. But I was in the zone, and Pause. I was, I had, and 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 I had my, you know, my, I, I just was in the zone, and all of a sudden it kind of, it was like a grenade. It hit me after the fact, and I didn't even look to see who it was or what the car was, but I was like, man, isn't that par for the course? So I do hope. That the L word chokes. You do under want the bright them. lights uh, of the finals. I, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. I I don't. I probably will watch. I'm probably gonna watch it. I'm gonna. I'm a basketball fan. I'm curious to see how it all goes down. I, I'm still licking my wounds. You know, sure. I'm still licking my wounds. It I, I'm still shocked hurts. you're on the show right now. Literally. Yeah. Well, listen. That listen. That, this is what I find so interesting. I thought for sure what you were going to say was if I hadn't been so zoned out, I would have hit them with a witty retort and made everybody in my beach community point and laugh at this kid because I embarrassed no, him. No, I would this be is exactly arrested why, right now. This is exactly why we have not done a podcast to all of our great listeners and loyal fans. Thank you for all the tweets and d- direct messages and messages oh, yeah. and texts saying, hey, man, you guys going to do you guys gonna do it or what? We love you. We love the Clippers. We love talking we basketball. Love we you. love we talking love Clippers. Clippers, but we love each other. But we have not been in a place. If this is If that's not lesson enough to you that we were not in a place to do a podcast but chris did that happen before or after i texted you that doc rivers was gone oh my god well before my friend well Well, i have a feeling i have a feeling this is going to be quite the off season for us and maybe maybe we don't have to wait very long for our next clip cast if we get our new coach announcement we can preview the next season with our new coach i do wonder i do wonder hank like uh, that obviously is the next logical step to the next clip cast is who is the coach but is there another th- move that could happen before then? We just we don't know. No. And what's nice now is for the first time in a long time, and it really hasn't been that long, but for the first time I actually once again was flooded with optimism, was no, flooded was not with fun. holy crap, we can actually do it. Doc wasn't the guy. He wasn't the Buddy, guy. We wanted him to be the guy. He wasn't the guy. I have suffered for you. I have suffered for you over the last couple of weeks as we've been texting and you're like, Hey man, I'd love to do the clip cast if you're up for it. And then five minutes later, it's like, we're never going to have a chance. I'm going to, we're going to go. Oh, and 82. And it was like, I'm not going to, I am not going to record this for posterity. Uh, this so it is nut who's wants to is, drag teenagers out of their car and beat them. Oh and my curb gosh, but it, them. buddy. It is good to have Chris Kawild Leonard of the clip cast 
starting off his ninth season with a newfound optimism. Oh, and congratulations man, on your second season with Clipcast, Hank Burbank. I'm Hank, excited, man. I made it one full season and I didn't get fired coming into my second season. That's nice. It's a good well, feeling. I'll tell you, I was ready. I was fully ready. Well, first of all, I was fully ready to fire you. So I'm glad I didn't do that. Second of all, I was fully ready to sit there and go, well, wasn't it Ralph Lawler all along? Bingo. Oh, me, oh, oh my. You he couldn't have. He was the albatross, old Ralph, the bad luck lawler himself. And honestly, part of me is kind of just a minuscule, a little bit percentage point glad that I can't blame old sweet Ralph Lawler. And I, I wouldn't have let you. I would I've not have let you. Very odd things. That's I have said awful. odd things about that man on this show. You have. Somebody tweeted. Uh, somebody. Tweet, I've said some odd great. things about that man on the show. <laughs> somebody tweeted. I don't have it in front of me, but I thought it was great. Like Lawler, like basically was like, man, the L word fans have said the most hateful things to me. <laughs> like he just tweeted that out of nowhere, because uh, somebody tweeted him some nonsense, and then he retweeted it and said, "Why are L word fans such a bunch of jerks to me?" And then, and then a fan tweeted us. I remember hearing Ralph on the great LA Clipcast talk about his experience with L Word fans, and I, I was really, I, I, that really made me. That was a little bit of hope right there too. I said, "Gosh, you know, gosh, Charnet Landry Shamit, wouldn't you know it? Wouldn't you know it?" But somebody right there loves our show so GD much that Ralph Lawler tweets some vitriol from the L word fans and says, ah, these classless L word fans, why are they such jerks? And one of our great, great fans said, I remember the great Ralph Lawler on the great LA Clipcast, and he and, and he said such and such. And it just made me feel just filled with pride and pram, which is a combination of pride and shame. I like to call pram. But regardless. Sure. It's a classic bit. But regardless, I am happy that we had our relationship with Doc Rivers. Sure. It is now over. I'm God ready speed, to move Doc. on. He's going to I'm glad to have fine. you back. I'm glad to have you back. The... Oh, I'm back. I'm back, folks. I'm back. I'm ready to clipcast every day, every hour. I'm ready to talk about my beloved, your beloved, our beloved Miami Heat. That's right. It's Wet Heat Cast. <laughs> wet Heat Cast. I'm Miami Mike. Coming at you from Dade Broward County in the panhandle of Florida. It looks like a penis and a gun. It's America's shameful southern state. Florida, it's wet he cast. I'm Miami Mike. With me, as always, is Tallahassee <laughs> Hank. Miami Mike. <laughs> go Buccaneers and go Clip Heat. Clippers fans, <laughs> hang in there. Hang in there. We'll get back to it. Hang yeah, in we're there. Gonna be fine. We're going to be just fine. I'm very excited for the future. I'm excited for schedule day and media day. I will be honest, though. I don't see Chris Kawhi predicting 82-0. and I just don't. First of all, we're not going to have an 82-game season next season. Let's be honest. So we don't know what that's going to look like. That, that is maybe what is going to what we will talk about next is going to be what this next season could look like. But we need, we need some information. But, I mean, Adam Silver is not going to wait long after the NBA Finals to start talking about next season because that's how this that's how marketing goes. He's going to need to be setting people's expectations up. So I don't think it's going to be much longer before we start hearing about how this is going to function. Multiple bubbles, Absolutely. multiple cities, multiple chunks of time. Who knows? But the NFL doesn't seem to be having outbreaks yet. Knock wood. So we'll see. Unlike baseball. <laughs> that's yeah. a whole other clip cast. That's a whole other clip cast. Too many guys. Too many guys. I guess there's a lot of guys in football too. 
I, you look, here, we don't know, and when we know, we'll let you know, and you'll know. What we know now, Doc Rivers is gone. Seven seasons under the belt with, one could argue, nothing to show. Another could argue, what did he do? He came in and he covered up the banners. It was the greatest move I've ever seen. Literally. The greatest coaching decision that has ever been made in Clipper franchise history, I say. Covering the banners. Brilliant. Covering up those banners. Culture change. Making it. It was a beautiful culture change. What did he do? He gave us winning season after winning season. He never gave us a losing season. He got us Kawhi Leonard. God bless you, Doc Rivers. You were a wonderful leader. But my friend, it was time for you to go. And thank you for your leadership. You didn't get her done. And now we got to move on. And I think and now it's going to be it, Coach T- Ty Lue. And as we come up, we're coming up on our 69th minute of this podcast, and I feel like we should get off because it's just too good. It never goes 69. Sure, you always got to get funny. off at 69. Uh, let's play. Hey, oh. Uh, you know, you, you can basically quote your favorite politician and say, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Doc, you're fired. Oh, hey, did anybody see my speech? It's me, Boiny. Doc Rivers, we we loved you, but you got to go. There's the door. Don't let it hit you on the way out. God bless you. I think it's going to be Ty Lue. Hank, who do you think it's going to be? I'm going to. I'm. I'm not going to disagree with Ty Lue. He seems to be the most obvious choice. Uh, and I would. You know, I wouldn't be mad at Sam Cassell, but I think the wiser choice is Ty Lue, and he seems to be getting the most chatter. But oh, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. We'll see. We shall see. Hank, it was great to talk to you. I haven't talked to you in weeks and weeks and weeks. You did a basketball project we can't talk about, but I wish you nothing but the best for your basketball project. It's very exciting. I will talk to you off the air about another basketball project very similar to yours, which could potentially help yours. And anyway, uh, here we go off into season number nine of Clipcast with a brand new leader. Like now last season we had a new co-host and this season we got a new coach. So I think the sky is the limit. Dare I say 82 and 0 for these ninth season <laughs> Clipcast and Clippers. But first, before we sound the horn, Heat Sweep, Heat Sweep, it's wet heat cast out Miami Mike. Tallahassee Hank, sound the horn, baby. Toot toot. Oh, that's right. Wow. Wet heat cast, we just do. We don't know what we 